Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. Quick announcement, I will have a commercial following the credits in this video, similar to what I did a couple weeks ago. Same product, if you saw it last time, didn't like it, skip it. If you're not interested in a product that I'm promoting, skip it also. But again, after the credits. Otherwise, a copy-paste error has resulted in a Nevada homeowner getting 87 properties for the price of one. What a deal. 87 for the price of one. Buy one, get 86 for free. <laughs> Brent, Barbara, Bill, and Scott all sent this. Jason Hidalgo wrote this for the uh, Reno Gazette Journal. And a bunch of people sent this to me, obviously. A Nevada homeowner literally got more than she bargained for after ending up with an entire swath of lots in a subdivision in the west central part of the state while buying a single family home. This confusion arises from a cut and paste error, but there's actually a little bit more confusing about property sales, and it has to do with how property is described. The buyer intended to purchase a single family home in Sparks, valued at $594,000. However, the county assessor and county recorder's office had records showing the buyer gained not just the property she was buying, but also 84 extra lots and two additional parcels uh, in a development just northeast of Reno. The properties include several home sites that have already been built on and sold. <laughs> so they're already owned by somebody else, presumably not the person she was buying from, which makes it even more confusing. 64 of the lots were put under the buyer's name as of Saturday. The transaction, however, was flagged by the office, which says it quickly notified the title company involved about the issue. And of course, if you're buying property and a title company is involved, it's their job to keep things like this from happening and or to react to them when they do happen. The culprit was apparently four keystrokes. Somebody accidentally cut and paste properties worth millions of dollars. It appears that a title company out of Las Vegas may have copied and pasted a legal description from another transfer when preparing this deed to be recorded, says the chief deputy assessor for the county when asked about this story recently. It was pretty clear a mistake was made. Our assessment services division reached out to the title company right away so they could begin working on correcting the chain of title for the 86 properties transferred in error. And this kind of thing becomes a mess because a title history is one of those things like your permanent record, right? It just, it just exists. It just stays there. And so if something gets put in and something gets taken out, I believe, and it depends what state you're in, but in many places, both of those transactions will be in the record. So it'll say like, you know, here's this piece of property and this person sold this person, this person sold it. And it's going to say, and then we sold it to this person, but then we immediately undid that sale. And so there's going to be this weird hiccup in there. So the county assessor's office updates ownership information for these transactions based on the legal description provided in the recording as opposed to the parcel number, according to someone they spoke to. In this case, the legal description in the transaction that was officially recorded specifically stated that it encompasses lots 1 through 85 and common areas A and B. <laughs> Flagging errors caused by incorrect legal descriptions actually happens fairly often, largely due to copy and paste mistakes, according to these people. This particular case is just a little more interesting because of the number of lots involved. The number of lots involved. Correcting the mix-up will require the home buyer in question to transfer the title back to the seller 
Once those documents are recorded, ownership can then transfer from the seller to any new property owners through the normal process. And of course, the real question is, what about the people whose properties were transferred to this buyer, even though they're owned by somebody else, not the seller? (laughs) Again, it can be straightened out, but it's a paperwork nightmare. Just how easy the process will be is going to depend on how cooperative the other party is. And here, I believe the other party is the buyer who now has, on paper, 87 properties. With several of the properties involved already sold to other buyers, any extended delay in getting back the title could cause headaches. I think someone could try to make things difficult, someone said. However, the title company also has the offer and acceptance for the purchase on file, so intent is pretty clear. I think it'd be a loser in court and doubt it happens often, if at all. So in other words, could this buyer say, I bought 86 pieces of property, I got paperwork to prove it. Well, all the purchase documents indicate you bought one. So chances are this will probably get straightened out pretty quickly without a lot of litigation. The uh, Reno Gazette journals reached out to the property owners for comment and uh, has also reached out to a resident with the same name as the buyer and received a no comment response with a smiley face emoji. And the question, of course, is what does that smiley face emoji mean in that context? But uh, hopefully, it's just one of those things we'll chuckle about later, but it'll get straightened out because that'd be a nightmare. So there's a big subdivision being built. You buy a house there, and you discover a few weeks later that they accidentally resold your house along with 85 other properties to somebody else and just messed your title history up. It, It might not matter. It might not matter at all. But I can tell you, I took classes on property in law school, and I've also bought and sold property. And so one of the weird things is property descriptions. And there are people in the audience right now who know what I'm talking about, and there's other people who do not. So if you own a piece of property someplace in America, it's, it's, it's let's say you own a one-acre piece of land, okay? Uh, if you own it, it's probably registered at the county level, And in Michigan, most of the county courthouses also have all the different offices there for the various county offices. And quite often, you'll go in there and there'll be the Register of Deeds. And the Register of Deeds has all the records for all of the property in the county. And so if you were to go in there, and I've actually gone into a couple of these on different issues I've worked on, and you look at these big books and big drawings and stuff of the property, and quite often... Property will get nicknamed. It'll say, this is lot three in this subdivision. This is lot four in this subdivision. But the property description itself is actually this complicated geometric description that'll say that there are surveys that have been done of the land. In fact, the first survey of Michigan was started in 1837, wasn't completed till the 1840s. And all they were doing at that time was simply surveying everything based on the north-south meridian and the baseline. But that big set of lines actually creates, in essence, a graph that covers the entire state of Michigan. And so baseline at the bottom runs along parallel to 8-mile road, sometimes called Baseline Road. And there is a line that goes from Fort Defiance, Ohio, up to Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan. And that's called the Meridian And people who live near Lansing, Michigan, will know that there's a road there called Meridian Road, which, of course, follows that line perfectly for a little while. And if you go to the north end at Sault Ste. Marie, I can show you, and I've 
put a photograph of it in a video. Uh, where the marker is, where the pin is that denotes the north end of the meridian. And so every single property description in the state of Michigan can trace itself back to the points on that grid. And it'll get down to the townships and all this other stuff and the sections and all this. But eventually it gets down to where it says literally there is a point. And from that point, you will go due north 65 feet. And then you'll go due east 35 feet. And then due north again 45 feet. And you literally describe this Whatever it is, now obviously you could have bought a square, right? You, you could have bought a square and it'll be up, over, back, down. But that that often is not what it is. Uh, and pieces of property often have just weird little jogs in them and stuff. And, and one of the assignments that I remember most vividly from law school is a professor in property hands out a legal description of a piece of property. And he goes, there you go. Draw it out for me. Bring it back tomorrow. And I remember sitting at home trying to draw this thing out. And he'd purposely given us a very confusing one. And it gives you a headache. But it's, it's one of those things. So I don't fault anybody for missing a property description if it's in that form of start here, go here, start here, go here. Because the starting points are often not marked in real life. Okay. Now, I've owned property before where there's a pin set in the ground, and I found the pin. And that pin, monument, that thing was there, and you could say, okay, that is an official point in this geometrical shape that's the surface of my property. And so you knew from that how you could draw everything else out, okay? But remember that in the old days, they didn't have GPS, they didn't have all that stuff in the old days. And so if somebody is looking at this property description, getting a headache like I would, I don't blame them for cutting and pasting it, but it sounds like it did say that uh, it was so many parcels, and that was probably the original description of the whole development, and somebody missed that. They simply cut and pasted the wrong thing, so it's a crazy story, but it's interesting nonetheless. I'm sure it'll get straightened out, but for a moment in time, this person who's buying a house for half a mil uh, on paper owned 87 properties for that price. So there you go. Jason Hidalgo wrote this for the Reno, uh, Reno Gazette Journal. Brent, Scott, Barbara, and Bill all sent it to me. Copy-paste error results in Nevada home buyer getting 87 properties the price of one home. Questions or comments? Put them below. Otherwise, I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Lato's Law. I'd rather be linked out instead of LinkedIn. About two weeks ago, I did a video and I said at the beginning, I'm going to do a little ad at the end after the credits. If you don't want to see it, skip it. Uh, oddly, a bunch of people complained. <laughs> Even though I demonetized that video and I demonetized this video. So if you followed my instructions, watched the video and went away, you saw no ads. It had fewer ads than anything else on my channel. But... People will complain about anything. And the reason I did an ad is I mentioned that I'd finally gotten a product that I enjoyed from a company called Rock Rooster. And I said, I get offers from all kinds of places about all kinds of crazy stuff that I could advertise. They'll pay me. Nobody's ever sent me anything I liked. I just don't mention it. And a lot of the offers I get are so stupid, I don't respond to them. However, this company contacted me and says, hey, Steve, we make boots, work boots. You want to you try a pair? I said, yeah. They sent me a pair and I loved them. So I did a video and I said that. 
I said, if you want a pair of these boots, you know, or anything else they make, go to this link. If you click on that link and you buy the stuff, you'll get a 12% discount. And I, of course, will get kicked back something also for the fact I'm doing this. So I actually got word from quite a few people who told me that they ordered stuff from Rock Rooster. And I'll, I'll admit, I was a little worried that if people ordered stuff based on my recommendation and didn't like it, I'd be upset. I've gotten several emails raving about how much people like their boots and their shoes or footwear they've gotten from Rock Rooster. One guy told me, said, Steve, he goes, I work. And by the way, I know what job he does, but I'm not going to mention it because I'm not sure he wants me to say. But he spends a lot of time on his feet outdoors working. Not in a work boot setting situation, but in a, in a comfortable shoe setting, right? And he said, Steve, these shoes are so comfortable because I ordered a second pair. I love these. I love these. So it appears, at least so far, that everyone I've talked to has liked what they've gotten from Rock Rooster. But I'm gonna let you know something else. I'm skeptical. I am skeptical by nature. I'm an attorney and I'm a historian. And studying things has taught me to question everything. So when someone says, would you like to endorse our boots, we'll send you a free pair. Deep down, I'm wondering if they're gonna treat me any differently and they treat somebody else. So I did not tell Rock Rooster what I did next. I went online found a pair of shoes I liked, called up a friend of mine and said, order these shoes in my size, in your name, have them shipped to you. I'll pay you for them when they get here. I want to see how the process works and how something else works when it hasn't been sent to somebody on the internet asking for their endorsement. A couple days later, I get a note. Hey, Steve, your shoes are here. I run over and pick them up and I said, first of all, I go, how'd the transaction go? She goes, transaction was fine. And they got here really, really quickly. Packaging was nice. And what I ordered was a pair of shoes. These are like shoes. <laughs> They're not boots. They're not running shoes. They're just shoes you'd wear around, like walking around outside. Hiking shoes, maybe you might call them. But I got to tell you a couple of things. First of all, I didn't realize this until I got them. But it actually has Goodyear here because they actually apparently get some of their componentry, their, their materials from Goodyear Tire and Rubber, established in 1898, and that's the official. I dropped it, <laughs> and I can't reach where it fell. It's got a hologram on the other side to let you know that is the official Goodyear symbol. They're being used with their permission. And these shoes are the shoes I ordered. I've had these now for three weeks. I ordered these three weeks ago and got them three weeks ago. And I mentioned before that I wore the boots for a couple of weeks before I did the video. I've had these now for three weeks. And I was wearing them for three weeks to see how they'd wear. And uh, I decided to do the video now because I spent Saturday at a car show. Or no, sorry, I'm sorry, Sunday. I spent Sunday at a car show in Troy, Michigan, standing in a hot parking lot, shooting videos for my Michigan television. And walking around, standing there, walking around, standing there. Had these things on all day. They are extremely comfortable shoes. They're also extremely durable shoes. I can tell by the way they're built and I can tell by how well they've lasted so far they look brand new and yes someone's gonna comment i do double knot my laces like that something i learned from doc hollywood <laughs> nice pig doc thanks um so they're built for comfort according to rock rooster but they're also very very high quality but the comfort thing right up there and i'll tell you right now generally speaking i am a guy in the summertime i often wear sandals i often wear running shoes but i, like, I don't like to wear this when i'm not running because they got a little bit too much of a wedge in the heel and so i wear these and these are great and i've worn them all over the place so i love these shoes so 
just so you know, I paid full boat for these. I actually ordered these in someone else's name so they wouldn't know I was doing it just to make sure that I wasn't getting special treatment. That's how I am. So I ordered them, paid for them, got them, and I love them. So I'm going to let you know right now, again, that Rock Rooster is so far the only product that I've actually seen that someone pitched to me where I tried them and said, you know something, I actually will buy these products for myself and keep using them because I like them that much. And if I didn't like them, I wouldn't be doing this video. I wouldn't. And I think you know me well enough to know that. So I had a lot of people send me notes and say, hey, Steve, uh, not in the market for shoes or boots, right? I don't buy shoes or boots on, on the internet. But I understand that for you to do this is actually a pretty big deal because you've never done it before. And I haven't. And, and for all I know, I might never do it again with respect to another product. But I wholeheartedly endorse Rock Rooster. So I'm going to put a link in the description below the video. If you want to try them, click on that link. You will get a 12% discount on anything on that site. You'll get it very, very quickly. Although the company's based in Australia, they ship. They have an American shipping place. They ship from America. And um, if you don't have the ordering link, you can just use the referral code LATO's Law. Just make sure you spell it right. L-E-H-T-O-S-L-A-W. Lato Slaw or Lato's Law. So like I said, the first video I ran about two weeks ago. Uh, here we are talking about shoes. Uh, somewhere down the road, I might do another one if I get something else that I can try out. But like I said, I wouldn't be doing this if I didn't believe in the product. So, uh, and again, if you watched the whole video and you watched this, um, I warned you. So don't get upset and say, hey, Steve, you know, this ad stuff starting to annoy me. I ran credits. Okay, you could have left during the credits. <laughs> and like I said, I demonetized this video and I demonetized the prior video. So if you had followed my instructions, you would not have seen any ads. So that's on you. So I'll still get the complaints. I know I will. But what can I tell you? So there you go. Rockrooster.com. Or click the link below. Or you don't have to do anything you don't want to. That's fine. That's fine. But I wear them and I love them. I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.